everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of vagina slims for those who are completely new around here my name is lauren rose and i run this thing literally whenever whenever it feels right so here we are january 2020 i'm back and i thought it'd be a good time to touch on films that are coming out soon um some life events, perhaps my mental health (laughs) or lack thereof. Um, But yeah, we're just going to go deep. And, you know, my life is very chaotic right now. And I've been feeling the 80s. I need, you know, up tempo. We need revenge songs, like anything full of life and blood pumping energy. I need it. So (laughs) I'm feeling kind of dead. Um, yeah, let's just let's just do it. We're gonna play the first track. This is Laura Brannigan with Gloria. Such a good song. So enjoy.
All right. Welcome back. That was Gloria by Laura Brannigan. Truly the serve of the 80s. Such a good song. Um, yeah, I I loved when Ryan Murphy's um, assassination of Gianni Versace uh, had that in the series when Andrew Cunanan I don't know if he like killed someone or whatever, but he's driving and he's just in the middle of fucking nowhere, probably Minnesota or wherever he was, blasting that like out of the window and singing along. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So speaking of crazy, um, I spent some time in L.A. I went to the AFI Fest, which is really dope. Um, that was back in the fall. There was one film that I really did like. It's called Ivana the Terrible. Um, it's by this Serbian-born director. Um, I think she's living in Romania, but it's kind of like an autobiography about this filmmaker, like this person herself. Her name is Ivana Madenovic. I probably said that wrong. But yeah, it's like this young adult director going back to her hometown after she's made a film. And it's all about small towns and how people, namely like older people, are gossiping about her and her life. And she's kind of like spiraling because she has this chronic condition and just doesn't know what she's necessarily doing with her life and just getting into fights with her family and she has this like love affair with this younger man everybody has something to say about it and it was just super raw and funny as well it's not that heavy and I just liked it and I liked seeing that part of the world and um, the director came for a Q&A and she's just super dope so I'll leave that in the show notes if anyone is able to see it. I don't know what distribution looks like, but that was good. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty surreal because that's actually probably the first time that I attended a festival because I usually work film festivals. Um, so that was like on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is like disgusting. Actually, okay, this is a funny story. Um, I hope she won't be mad for me say no, 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 she won't listen to this. But I had a friend who I met up with. Um, and so, like, the filmmaker lounge, whatever the hell, was located at the Hollywood Roosevelt. So it's this picturesque hotel, and we were just living it up, you know, walking back and forth to the theaters on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, seeing these films. Um and we were walking back, and if you know the area, it's terrible, touristy, jam-packed. It's like the Times Square uh, of L.A. And we're walking, and I'm, I'm following her, and it's literally like ride or die. If you lose the person in front of you, like you're dead, you're going to be like sucked into a mob of people. And suddenly she takes a knee and she's like on the ground. And I, I thought she was like pointing to something on the ground, like a star, you know. So I'm like curious. And there are people like pushing past us. Like it's disgusting, you know. And <laughs> turns out I'm like, hey, 
like, what is it? And she like slipped in some questionable white substance like all over the ground, all over the ground. And I think it got like on her shoe or her pants or whatever. And we're just like, what the fuck? And I think it was sour cream from one of the street vendors. But um, it's just one of those L.A. things, you know, falling down on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So that was a moment. But it was cool being out there um, and seeing some smaller films and I saw like the Irishman and the crown and it was kind of ritzy and stuff but um yeah it was chill and then I ended up going back to my hometown in Minneapolis Minnesota for uh Thanksgiving which to be truthful was kind of depressing because I don't know a buddy of mine passed away um recently and it was really sudden and just fucked up you know and just being back there was I don't know there's a reason why I left and it was cold as shit icy as shit and I had this cool studio apartment when I lived there um and I worked for my landlord I like cleaned all of his apartment spaces and buildings or whatever so I only paid 250 a month for this like really small studio but it was like my own you know so I passed off to my buddy John and I'm like this is yours you know do you and he made some arrangements with the landlord and he used it as a recording studio but I went back and it just like the vibe wasn't the same like the neighbors are still crazy and they fight all the time and um I don't know. It made me glad that I was gone. However, yeah, I guess I just get nervous about like ending up back there and having nothing in terms of like career, like goals or opportunities, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that was that. But now I'm back in Utah prepping for this festival that I'm at and I wanted to kind of go through a list of films that are gonna be premiering at Sundance um really soon and kind of what my favorites are so when this comes out or goes to different festivals that you guys can keep it on your radar so the first is Zola um this is by Janixa Bravo and it's kind of here's the tagline it's about a now deleted 148 tweet saga about a trip with a fellow stripper to Tampa Florida so it had stars like Riley Keough who's babe you know she was in the lodge that was at Sundance last year which is really good I don't know if it's out yet um but I've like loved her as even since like the runaways when she had a smaller role as like Cherie Curry's sister. Um, and then obviously like her in American Honey, just, you know, chef's kiss, beautiful. Um, but yeah, she stars in it as well as Taylor Page. And it's already uh, picked up by A24 so it's going to be wild and I can't wait to see that um, 
Another A24 is Minari by Lee Isaac Chung, which stars Stephen Yun, who, you know, Walking Dead, Glenn, R.I.P., um, as well as he was in Burning last year, uh, which is a really good, good film. And basically he stars in this film as a father who uproots his family to move to Arkansas um, in the 1980s. Um, he's a Korean father. So another good one. I don't think I'm going to be able to see it with my schedule, but something to note. Um, another movie is The Assistant by Kitty Green. And I believe she's Australian, but she did this phenomenal movie called Casting John Bonet, which was like this really surreal um, like documentary about these like child actors and mothers and fathers, kind of about the American obsession of the John Bonet Ramsey death and conspiracy. And she like casts these people to play John Bonet, these like really young, cute girls with all their curls and their dresses and their parents or other people, other actors to be the parents. So as if she's like making a documentary, if that makes any sense, it's kind of surreal. So these people come in and you see their performances, like their auditions to be these real life people. And it's just fucked up. I think it's on Netflix or something. So I'm going to stop talking about it. But I really love her style um, of directing. And the assistant is pretty much about the Harvey Weinstein shit that went down. So I'm like shaking. I'm so excited for it. Um, it stars Julia Garner. There's already a trailer out. So I'll link that down below. But I mean, that shit's like pretty subversive because Sundance was like Miramax territory, like Harvey Weinstein land, you know, so having this there is kind of a fuck you and I'm into it. Um, another one I'm interested in is Spree by Eugene Cotley Renko. I probably said that wrong, but um, this guy is really weird and very cool. It stars Joe Keery from Stranger Things, you know, the guy with the hair, the funny guy. Um, and basically it's about like, a rideshare like Lyft Uber driver guy who's Joe Keery um and, like the antics and shit that he gets into it's kind of there's not a lot of information about it but it just seems like really weird and wild and I watched this video um that Mocha put up like four years ago with the director in it and he's like going through these videos that he likes on the internet and one of them is like car dash cam videos um like the car dash it looks out so if someone hits you you know you have it on camera so it's like a compilation of all these like really visceral like accidents happening or I don't know like I could just I like the thought of him referencing this video and then probably making a whole narrative about that and it just seems pretty experimental and you know Joe Keery is such a charm like people are gonna eat this shit up 
and then Omniboat, a fast boat, Fantasia. Another one that's like oddly secretive. The bio literally just says that it was collaboratively created by a group of filmmakers united by their passion to hang out in Miami on a really fast boat. Like, guys, I don't know, but Florida is in like, we love boats, we love strippers, like, let us have it. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I think the programming was really like robust this year. And Nothing was too flashy, so I don't know. It's going to be sick, so. Um, all right, I'm going to take a break. This is Mr. Flagia with Take a Chance, some Italian disco from 1983. I really hope you enjoy. Hear what I say, 
All right, that was Mr. Flashio with Take a Chance. Super good. Um, I don't know. I've been into like the disco music recently. Um, I went on this huge like Bad Men binge, which um, I, you know, I saw it a few years ago and you're kind of like hooked in the first couple of seasons and then it was one of those things where it's on Netflix or whatever and I just like you know kept on watching it like binge watching not really paying attention like passively seeing these stories so I watched it kind of like lost my uh, sense of self identity because just like so much and it was winter break and like I spent the holidays alone ish so I was like yeah we're gonna power through this and I'm like oh my god who am I and then um I was on HBO and I'm like well what else have I not caught up on and I realized that I hadn't seen the deuce in a minute um and I like you know I like the first couple seasons it wasn't my fave but I'm a Maggie Gyllenhaal stan. I think she's, like, one of the best actresses out there because she's, just like, wild and, you know, goes for it. Um, and I don't know, all this, like, James Franco shit. I don't know if he's canceled or not or what the public perception is, but um, he, I think he executive produced at least the last season. So I gave season three a chance and it kind of wrecked me because they really like went hard with the timelines. Um, you know, that girl in it, she had like her, this isn't going to make any sense, but I like heard Joan Chad like mullet shit. I'm like, yes, she's going to be like, with women and then she's like still with James Franco's character I'm like no this is bad um but basically it's god I'd even explain um it's a story about the deuce and New York in the 70s um prostitution and Maggie Gyllenhaal's character um starts out as like a self- I don't know how to explain it. She basically doesn't use a pimp. She's on her own as a prostitute, makes her own money, but it's still super dangerous. And then she gets out of it and is kind of one of like the pioneers of um, making pornos and sort of like a feminist lens or something more, you know, pleasure centric as opposed to like hardcore stuff as opposed to like hardcore movies or sleazy films. So it was cool to see her journey. And then season three just bumps like straight up into the 80s. And it just like really threw me off because I was feeling this 70s kick. And then they really talk about the AIDS crisis, which was really important. And I thought they did well with it. Um but yeah, and then the last few episodes, they go to 2019. And I'm like, stop, like, no, don't ruin this for me. Like, it just, it seemed really weird. But regardless, you know, shout out to the production designers, the costumers, like everyone who worked on it, because it still is such a feat. And, you know, the HBO backing does make it pretty good still at the end of it. Um so yeah, that's my disco moment. But what else? Um, a couple movies that came out 
in theaters that I really loved. Obviously, Honey Boy. I've been like seriously talking about that movie for months now, and I'm really glad that some of you guys have finally gotten to see it. Um, another favorite was Parasite. Like, what the hell? It was so good. I I don't watch trailers usually. Like, I try not to. And I went into that film thinking something, and then I was shook to the core. It truly is terrifying. And such a comment on wealth disparity and the desperation of people. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was amazing. And I really hope it wins, like, all of the awards. And fuck the whole boxing in of the foreign film category whatever the hell and then one movie which is kind of controversial to some of my friends that I really loved was Waves I thought it was like just so good I was crying in the theater and um basically it's about these kids I think in Florida like I said Florida is in um it's like a capsule story about this family, um, like a young man dealing with his life, trying to make something of it, be a wrestler, um, sustain a loving relationship that he has with his girlfriend, but it's tumultuous and being pressured by his family who also loves him. So it's heavy like that. And then there's a huge break in the film which like fucks everyone over and then it kind of like expands into a new new film and um I heard someone compare it to Place Beyond the Pines and I totally agree it's kind of like like that three-act structure you know like one story ends like in life you know shit goes down but then there's life and mourning and grieving after that and yeah I cried my eyes out and Visually, it was stunning, and I liked how they played with the um, the physical like format of the frame. And you know, Frank fucking Ocean, they got Frank Ocean to sign on to allowing them, you know, to use his music. So it was really brilliant and one of my favorites visually of the year. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to live, guys. Like, I'm trying to get through this work. And, and I realized that I've been working for, like, over a year back-to-back gigs. And it's not like a 9-to-5 where there's stability and health insurance and all that shit. But it's, like, me uprooting, working long hours, questionable jobs here and there. But, like just doing that and I try to see it as being rewarding but there's some moments where I'm like oh my god but the problem is is that I never want to settle for not like settling is a bad thing but I just know like a stagnant life isn't for me right now so it's been hard to reckon that with um the shit that comes along with the life that I do choose you know so I've had like a year and a half planned out gig to gig and now after this one that I'm doing like after February I don't know what I'm going to be doing with my life 
I might be living in LA, um, might be popping back and doing a project here where I am now. So yeah, guys, (laughs) who fucking knows, but I wanted to answer a question, um, because back in the day I used to take questions on here and recently I've kind of pulled back from that because I don't know what to say to people and you know these episodes are kind of sporadic so it feels weird to like ask people to submit stuff when I don't even know when I'm going to record next but a lovely person sent me a message so I wanted to read it and um, this is what it says. I wanted to ask you to talk about advice for people who are in their 20s and don't know what they want to do with their life. I'm 21 and I feel completely out of touch with what I want to do or how to figure out what I want to do. I feel like I've been living in a weird haze and everything seems the same to me. I want to be sure of myself and live in the moment without being stuck in that moment. Also, I want to attend film festivals, but I'm not sure how to go about finding them do you have any recommendations or tips for going to and finding film festivals so for the first part it's like the gig is up like no one really knows what they want to do or how to get it and I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong I don't know um I feel like if you're in the creative field, like some people have like this direct calling and they are not scared about pursuing it. Or I feel like if you're a particularly anxious person, you tend to doubt yourself. And that's very much me. Um, But I feel like this is how it is. Um, The economy is like what the fuck like has no idea what it's doing what what's gonna be like are we gonna be in a war probably you know nothing is stable and if you have like a desire to get married and have a family and stuff like that's you can do that and no shame in that that's great you can buy property that's a way of life but if you're not in that boat yet I just say like follow what makes you happy like if you like films if you like art if you like helping people like I've talked to people and they're like yeah I really love teaching I like helping people discover um, what they like and you know passions of their own and that's just like boom you found your calling you know and for me filmmaking was something that I always loved I always loved production design I loved fucking torrenting movies on LimeWire throwback or pirate pay and um you know that was what I liked and being in the film festival circuit and working in production has gotten me closer and I'm not gonna lie like at the end of the day sometimes I don't go home and I'm like gee like you know this is what I really want (laughs) like it's not all roses or whatever, but I think just getting in the general field, you know, looking at your life, what actually makes you happy and calm, and then trying to find some sort of job that is in the realm of that will just make you infinitely happier. And from there, you can just really hone in on it. And 21 is not old, 
Like, I also have that where I feel like my life is going to, like, collapse by the time, I don't know, I'm in, like, in my 30s or whatever, and I need to have shit figured out, and I need to be successful before them, but it's just, like, whatever, guys, you know, just if you're living right now, like, that's enough, like, you, you might die in a couple of years, like, not to be morbid, but just start doing what you want to do, and if you can't, just, like, uproot your life and go 100% into that field, like, find some other way, like, a part-time job or a hobby or something, like, all I'm saying is that if you're going to be miserable, like, don't don't be which is so annoying because it doesn't make sense like life is hard and people have obligations and family and responsibilities but you know we're obviously gonna die we might get cancer we might fucking die by a missile and it's like just try to make this the best it can be and just think about what you like and what sparks joy or whatever the hell and try to just move closer to it and if you don't have it completely 100% figured out that's chill you're at least like trying to get there you know what I mean so that's that and then in terms of festivals like if you're in the United States pretty much every state has a film festival so I'd recommend googling it or googling surrounding states that have film festivals and volunteer volunteering is like the easiest step that's how I got into it you know volunteer time you can see a bunch of dope movies and if you want to work it like meet the people who are working it and make sure that you do a good job and let them know that you're interested for next year you know for getting a staff position if possible and I don't know because this job is like kind of for roadies a lot of people come in and out so getting a job is actually not that impossible. Like usually they look for people who are reliable and have like a good attitude and can work long hours for like decent-ish pay. So yeah, I would recommend volunteering and just kind of looking at the film festival circuit in general and seeing like what time of year places have festivals and you can travel to them if you have the means And then another way is to screen for film festivals, um, which means like you ask the organization or whoever uh, if they need a screening committee or additional person. And basically the gig is like you can watch 25 feature films in X amount of time and then they'll give you a pass to the festival so then you can go see films there so it's kind of dependent on what you want but a lot of people in film festivals work in production as well so and plus like everyone's pretty easygoing and friendly and I don't know I really enjoy the community and I don't think I could have been where I'm at without it um so that's my tips um I wouldn't really recommend, like, just attending festivals. I mean, if it's within your budget, like, that's chill. But a lot of film festivals are, like, 25 bucks a pop. 
plus like lodging or whatever for seeing these films. So I really recommend just like getting in on the back end as volunteer staff because that's, you know, how you get the perks and see films, but also like make money because probably a lot of us listening are not like well off. So yeah, that's that. So I probably won't talk to y'all before, you know, this next big gig, but I want to leave you with some more disco so we can keep going and going and uh, get through this shit. But we have another Italian classic. This is Giorgio Modera, I think. Uh, it's called Chase from 1978 so enjoy y'all be safe enjoy your 2020 resolutions whatever and uh we'll talk soon bye (laughs) 